everyone. Today is June 12, 2021. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. Back this week into the thick of the KCGT preliminary tournament qualifiers, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's going on right now um, for a day or so and catch you back up with the meta, which has pretty much shifted quite a bit. It's a very interesting state of the meta, which I'll explain. Various decks are trying to keep up and make some adjustments. New decks, old decks, a lot of interesting stuff going on. So we'll talk about some of the esports tournaments that have gone on in the past week, which have shaped the meta as it is now. Talk about the current meta standings as they are. And various new cards. And at the end, we'll also do a deck profile of a more casual deck since this episode is kind of based off of meta decks where we'll talk about the fabled beasts as well. So I took a week off of the podcast and really I'm just really busy. That's just what it is. And that kind of translated me dueling a lot less. I, I barely even got through the first stage. I, I cheated. I didn't get through the first stage of the KCGT uh, preliminary tournament. I just skipped ahead. And really a lot of it was just dawdling around with the Fabled Beast deck. I spent some gems on it and some dream tickets actually just to play a fun deck. Uh, I was just looking. It's not, It's it can be competitive, I guess. Um, requires some luck, of course, and you can really beat any deck in the meta with it. Granted, you you line things up right, but I just want to play the deck. And once that, once it was clear, I wasn't advancing in the KCGT. I switched over to Harpy, so I played that for a few days, and I finally, um, once I got over into the main tournament side. Uh, I got a um, anchoring to play Water XZs again. So I'm playing the newer version of Water XZs. I had to buy some gems. Um, I mean, I had to spend some of my my gems to uh, get a Buzzsaw Shark and the Bahamut Shark, various cards that the new deck runs. I got an MST um, for the first time. So I guess the, the 3,000 gems or so that I spent had some use, I guess. So, just trying to play some games every day, not trying to win any of this tournament. Um, and moving forward with the KCGT, in my experiences, I'll talk about next week. So, let's see. Dueling's Meta Weekly, not Weekly, MCS 43. This happened. And sometimes I hate the competitive community for saying the truth. And the truth is that Shira Nui are back. Um, they've grown the rest of the community, but they're back as of this tournament. So Resonators have kind of taken over. Uh, in the week that I skipped, Resonators kind of took over as the top dog in the meta. And they were the most represented deck in this tournament, even com- comprising of most of the top 32 by a huge margin, but uh, Shirinui took over. 
First place, David McGree, Endless Trap House, Shirinui. What the deck looks like now is there's no more Squires, so Squires were put with the limit two. You got one Solitaire and one um, Sun Saga. You also don't see the Spirit Master or the Samurai, so it's basically a lot of disposal. Two Gazuki, three Samurai Skull, and then three copies of Spectral Sword as the limit three. None of the other guy either, the Spirit Spectral Sword. And then um, MST. And Endless Trap Hell means a lot of traps. Two Ballista Squad, one Drowning Mirror Force, two Phoenix Chain, two Floodgate, three Paleo Canada, and two Karma Cuts. And, you know, looking at the extra deck, it's not very much different from the old one. Um, they're not all zombies, I guess. There's Coral Dragon, there's Assault Blackwing Onamaru, and Diamond Dire with the usual suspects. Um... Sun Saga, Shogun Saga, Archfiend Zombie Skull, and Samurai Saga. Second place, Juked, Endless Trap Hell, Shirinui. This one's a little more creative. Um, you know, you got the same Monster Core with one less Samurai Skull. Um, Divine Wrath, sure. But there's a copy of the, the Trap Card Revival Gift, which is already a limit one card. And this card lets you resurrect a tuner from your graveyard. Special summon it, and then you give your opponent two uh, monsters with 1500 attack. And this does a few things. This disrupts their board. They can't special summon stuff. Um, unless they're playing like a rank 3, like XZ's thing. Can't really do much with this card. So, you know, clever, um, clever tech card there to clog up the opponent's board. It's already a limited one, though, so like if this winds up being a huge factor in the KCGT itself, I could see this card getting banned because it really doesn't do much for uh, if it does get banned. It doesn't really hurt anyone's feelings. Top 4, Sneeze G, Demons, Resonance, Resonator. So this is the new deck, um, Jack Atlas's themed deck. And Demons, Resonance, of course, um, gives you the ability to play around with Fiends. Um, Reveal your resonator and then tutor any of your fiends. So, the creative thing about this deck is it lets you play cards that like other fiends, which I've never seen play before, like Doom Caliber Knight, which is a one for one quick effect, negate and destroy a monster in effect. So, that could pretty much be like a first turn Divine Wrath, the cost being the monster on the board itself instead of a card in your hand. That's still pretty good. That could end your opponent's turn. Another card this deck runs is Goblin of Greed. This is a Fiend. As long as it's face up, neither player can activate an effect by discarding. So this counters various plays like DD Crow. This deck runs DD Crow. And this is a very meta card now. Uh, banish a card in your opponent's graveyard. And the Goblin of Greed can play around that. So there's various tech cards going on here. In addition to the usual suspects of Wandering King Wild Wind, which is just perfect for the Jack Atlas deck with Resonators, Crimson Resonator, and Red Resonator. Deck also runs Book of Moon, MST, Resonator Call, and Treacherous Trap Hole. And notably, the extra deck doesn't have the new uh, Nova Dragon. It has, you know, Red Rising Dragon. It's pretty much the main worker um, of the deck. You've got um, Dark End Dragon, which is a really good card. Um, Infernity Doom Dragon and Red 
Hot Red Dragon Archfiend Bane, which is the pretty much the big play in this deck. Doesn't run this this specific um, Resonator deck does not run the new Red Nova Dragon. In top four, Zaga Zaga Zaga, allured by Darkness Thunder Dragons. Pretty typical deck. I'm not gonna go through it, but it is teched out with DD Crows. Um, really, the main tech. See here. All right, so stick, stay with Duelings Meta Meta Weekly 179, and um, yeah, we're still Resonators, but bit bit of a bigger share with other decks in this in this um, tournament. First place ends Cyber Style Cyber Dragon. Here we have some tech cards in Cyber Dragon, which makes it uh, look a little different. Two DD Crows and a Heat Wave. That's pretty much what's different. Instead of other cards that help them lose life from before. Second place, Black Snake, Harpies Hunting Ground. Harpies and Harpies have evolved in that they're running Glyph the Phantom Bird. Um, no, no Stromberg shenanigans going on here. You just have this as a winged beast. So any of your Harpies can get swapped out with Swallow's Nest when they're under siege. And then you get Glyph to pop a back row or, or a field spell. And you can even do this on your first turn. Like... You play your Harpy, set Swallow's Nest, they play a back row, and then you you quick play Glyphon, and then you hit their back row before they can even activate anything. That's a play you can have here. And Black Snake also runs two copies of Damage Tide, which is a stall trap card that lets you take half damage. Yeah, sure. Up for Luke Fateha, Cyber Style Cyber Dragon. None of the uh, DD Crows going on here, but the, he does run uh, two copies of Offerings to the Doomed. And top four, Serenity, Destiny, Draw, Shirinui, not Endless Trap Hell. And, um, you know, two copies of Solitaire, which means no uh, Sun Saga. Um, got Sphere Karibos. You've got Transmigration Prophecy. So that's like another card against the graveyard meta now that which has come back all of a sudden and the last tournament Duel Links Lounge my old friends at Duel Links Lounge Millennium Cup number one first place NK Automatopoeia Automatopoeia um, that's a theme of this tournament Automatopoeia has come up strong and this is pretty much a regular deck. Um, two Utopic Onomatopoeia, three Zubabancho Gagaga Coat, one Gagaga Head, two Dodo Dwarf Gogogo Glove, one Gagaga Mancer, one Gagaga Sister, one Dodo Buster, two Cosmic Cyclone, one MST, one Gagaga Bolt, one Hey Trunade, three Dodo Draw, and one Gagaga Wind. E While the deck is pretty conventional itself, there are some interesting side deck choices. Indian Dirge is a card I've seen in the meta itself. And this is a pretty good anti-meta card. Reduce the levels of all monsters your opponent controls by one. So this pretty much disrupts any of their extra deck plays that they were planning. Uh, side deck also runs a trap card, which I've never heard of, called Showdown of the Secret Sense Scroll Techniques. And this basically is a counter trap. Your opponent activates a spell or trap or a monster effect of the same name as a card in their graveyard and negate the activation if you do destroy it. So, you know, that's that. Second place, good loser, Automata play. Automata, 
Um, there's a tech card, DD Crow shirts, and everyone's sideboard. Um, how much more to say about the deck? Top four: Logan, Automata Play, Automata Pia, twenty-one card deck, uh, three copies of Utopic, Automata Pia. Otherwise, the same. Uh, yeah, they very much took over this tournament. And top four: Mad Max, Demons Resonance Resonator. Those guys packing two copies of Doom Caliber Knight. Really likes the card. If you have more copies of that card, you might as well play it. It's a pretty good card. Given it could end the turn, end the game one turn. And you know, the best way to play this deck is with full copies of Book of Moon and MST, which is a bit expensive, to be honest. Okay, so let's get to the Duel Links meta power rankings. And just in some context, I kind of, I left for, this is the first one in two weeks, so I'm not really exact on where this numbers stand, but basically the numbers, I looked over the power rankings again, and they pretty much are out of 100, so... Basically like a power share out of 100. Tier 1, we have Resonators at 21.7. That's a pretty high amount. And they they took over the mantle from Harpies since last week. So uh, what a difference a week has changed, uh, has made. And um, just skipping a week of Duel Links has made Harpies go all the way down. Resonators are pretty strong. There's multiple ways to play them um, given different abilities with fiends but they do um all revolve around the resonators wild king wanderwind and then red rising dragon and they get into your level eight plays and so on and so forth here two thunder dragons at 11.0 this is pretty much where they were before i think they got a little stronger and thunder dragons are pretty much a wild card given their ability to have huge decks to Utilize Chaos Dragon Levineer to play various light and dark monsters to have various XCs plays. They're a very versatile deck. Harpies down to 9.6. I'm pretty sure they were in their 20s before. And the power level deck has gone down quite a bit. Though we have seen the innovation of Glyph the Phantom Bird into the deck. But I don't think that would really save the deck drastically. We have Water XCs back at 9.3. This deck was pretty much dead in the water no pun intended and because this there's this new want the new meta to take care of graveyard plays Water exists has always done that they they rely on abyss dweller as their main monster and the various abilities of those atlanteans and buzzsaw shark has given this deck new life another deck of new life onomat 7.4 i can't really explain this but you know, nothing beats a good OTK deck. And Fire King at 5.5 in Tier 2. Kind of snuck in there. Fire Kings, um, they're always a threat. Like, they're always a threat in the King of Games ladder. And now um, they're back. Tier 3, Shiranui knocking on the door 4.9. They're going to get into Tier 2 pretty fast. And with all the nerfs going on, the Shiranui has, got, has become cheap to play. Uh, most of the players have the, have the cards, and you don't really need all the cards anymore. We need the ones you need, but since there's so many bans going on, you don't need as many. They'll send you another OTK deck at 3.5. Nothing really new to add about that deck. They are a little better with the Beast Warrior additions. So is Fire King. Those two decks helped by the Beast Warrior card, Fire Formation Tengu. And Cyber Dragons clinging at 3.2 as they always have. 
seen some innovation with the tech cards, they're hanging around or have come back. Alright, so the KCGT has been going on for the better part pretty much all of last week. And um, there's a long, long uh, climb. If you, Unless you were playing a really good deck. Uh, may have been a little torturous, but, um, you know, you played through all the ranks to get the gems. I kind of skipped out. I was a snob and I skipped out 200 gems. Um, I got to advance. But basically, you're playing for the top 100 spots here, which is pretty tough, considering everyone in the world is playing uh, Duel Links at the moment. And, um, yeah, I mean, play for rewards, get to stage 2, play some more, play 4 times a day so you get your gems and um, those trader jewels. And you go to the lottery, you try to get some Orbital 5s. Orbital 7s, I mean, and I've had it. Looking at the top decks of the first day, Anamot has come up big. EGs have come up big. Harpies. Dinosaur, which is, uh, this is a Block Dragon deck. You can run Block Dragons. Thunder Dragons, of course. Shiranui. Water XZs with Gradle. A lot you can do. And I don't know, I don't know what else to say. I guess... Following some themes with the meta that we're going forth, it's useful to include um, anti-graveyard cards. So, you know, just playing Water Xyz will do that. If you're playing a different deck, you could fit in DD Crow, Transmigration Prophecy. Some of those um, artifact, like Artifact Lancia cards help. Um, yeah, like various cards to counter the graveyards. Um... You know, Resonators are probably the favorite right now, but you know, you're trying to counter Shiranui at the same time. Yeah, so any anti-graveyard stuff is pretty big right now, in my opinion. And even like a deck like Water XZ's, there's some value in the card uh, Black Ray Lancer now, like fully armored Black Ray Lancer. So kind of like survivability cards that that's pretty useful against the uh, Archfiend uh, Red Archfiend cards. So. Um, different things. Like Harpies have seen a little bit less of a power power climb, so you know, um you, you pretty much have to gauge the meta right now. The meta is going against the graveyard, so that's what I would do. Um only a few days left of the tournament. Um do your best, don't get stressed out, unless you're one of the top players and you should get stressed out. Get that top one hundred spot. And because of COVID, this is pretty much like a multi-year tournament going on. They have qualifying people from last year, the year before, and things like that. So, um, yeah, it's just a huge competition. Uh, yeah. About the ACG. Got some new cards uh, released in the last week. Or got Bingo had an extra long session just to cover... Um, while there's no, you know, PvP or PvE event besides the KCGT. We got a new Synchro Monster called Scarred Warrior. Not Scared Warrior, Scarred Warrior. Earth Warrior Synchro Level 5. 2100 Attack 1000 Defense. Generic Requirements. Your opponent cannot target face-up warrior monsters for attacks except for this one. Once per turn, if this card will be destroyed by battle, it's not destroyed. 
this is a little stall card. Um, generic level 5, so you can run an A deck, but there's no point of running this outside of a warrior deck. Um, pretty much has two lives against attacks, but it does nothing against targeted effects. Banish, bounce, anything like that. One one way you could use this card is in um, Six Sams, which is pretty much a level 5 uh, synchro deck. You have some spots for other cards. Um, this would work to help protect your um, main samurai boss. Uh, it wouldn't work in like a Destiny Hero deck. Um, they don't run tuners or anything like that, so that's a problem. So basically, in some kind of warrior deck, it can fit level 5, but this, this has no spot being like a generic level 5. It has a little bit of stall, but doesn't really do much. Um, you know, it just stalls, I guess, and... Some decks, like the TG deck, they make use of level 5 um, Synchro Moxers, but they kind of have to be Tuner Synchros, which this card is not, can't really gain that ability. So, fortunately, it doesn't really work in TGs either. So, pretty, um, it's not better than Armadi's Keeper of Boundaries, for example. So, yep, not a very useful card in general. Move on to... Rank duels updates. This is from this month of June from your dueling SR card Edge Hammer. Tribute it's a trap card. Tribute one element to your hero blade edge to target one monster your opponent controls. Destroy that target. Inflict damage to your opponent equal to half of that target's original attack. Any of these specific cards that only work with one card are super situational. You kind of have to build your deck around card so this is going to be a deck built around elemental hero blade edge which is a very sad situation if it ever came to that because elemental hero blade edge is a level 7 2600 it's like 1800 elemental hero and its only ability is to inflict piercing on a defense monster so you're pretty much a two tribute 2600 piercing the only way to play neos um the most appropriate ways with Neos Fusion. This card won't work, unfortunately, for that strategy. Um, so you're pretty much, you know, with Edgehammer, you're... Edgehammer is a good card. I mean, you're you're doing a two-for-one, but you're doing some massive burn, potentially. Like, Blue Eyes would hit for 1,500. So, in the right deck, it's a burn strategy, but you're going to have to recycle, the, re resurrect and recycle this Elemental Blade Edge, because you don't have, like... You don't have enough to, to do this two tribute summon every time. There's no way to really cheat the guy out. So, yep, it's a build around card for a pretty bad card. Decent reward here, but then it's like with the burn nerfs, this would be pretty, this you know, obviously would be pretty OP on its own in Duel Links, but the Elemental Hero Blade Edge is really such a crutch that it's not really worth playing at all. With the R ticket, we get a card called Watt Cannon. Continuous Trap with the Watt archetype. Once per turn, when a level 4 or lower Thunder Monster is normal or special summoned, inflict 300 damage to your opponent. 300 damage is not 600, but... Um, Thunder Monsters have been known to spam. No notably, like, Battery Men, the... Um, there's just like Hunter family group two. Uh, I'm not sure of the Watts special summon. The Watt kid, no Watt 
Tail Dragon. There's like a Watt Dragonfly. Special Summon a Watt. Yeah, I guess this works. So there could be like a spammy deck that comes out of this where you're also running um, Odeon Chain Reaction. There could be a little burn deck here. This could be something. You're running like a lot of these Watt Kiwi. Is this special summon? Nope. Okay. Well, you know, you could play around with different Thunder Monsters. There could be something here. I don't know. Definitely better than the Edge Hammer, though. They're both burn cards, I guess, that got nerfed. Yes, so. Alright, enough talking about the meta. Let's dive into Abled Beasts. As I've explained, I uh, spent a lot of the week, the last two weeks, playing this deck, Fabled Beasts. And really, you know, like, the Fabled part is optional, but that's what makes this deck fun. It's like a level 2 beast deck. We've seen a lot of cards introduced with level 2 beasts. And level 2 beasts are unique in that they let you do... The level 4 Synchro Summoning along with a rank 2 XZ's deck. So your, your extra deck can get pretty cool. And this deck spams a little bit. So it unlocks the power of those cards. And with the Fabled Unicorn. You can pretty much beat any deck with this card. So it's pretty. It's one of the funnest decks I've ever played. I spent some gems. I spent some dream tickets to play, to play this deck. I was well rewarded. Granted, it's hard to win a game sometimes. It's very inconsistent. Um, definitely a nice deck to run. And if you do hit King of Games with it, it's pretty cool. I don't think this is going to make strides in the KCGT, unfortunately. We'll steal a game here or there, thanks to Fabled Unicorn. But, just get to it. So, we're playing Tie That Binds with this deck for a specific reason. And up. So this deck is, like I said, level two beasts. And the the main core card of this deck is Obedient School. This is a very old card. This is from Land of the Titans. Is um, a mini box from over four years ago. If you can believe that, it's pretty much like when I began this podcast. <laughs> like uh. First half of 2017. Anyhow, Obedient Schooled, Normal Spell. If you control no monsters, special summon three level two or lower beast effect monsters with different names from your deck. Their effects are negated and they're destroyed in the end phase. To activate this card, you cannot special summon for the rest of the turn beast monsters. Anything except for beast monsters. So, you know, typically... You, pl you get this first turn. So you, you want three copies of this card um, in a 20-card deck that maximizes your ability to get this card. And know that all the monsters are destroyed. So you don't want to summon a monster and then play this card. Well, you can't even play this card. So you want to just... Um, this is like the perfect setup play. Like, you get three monsters on. 
all your guys are effect monsters anyway, so that's the only way you could play it. And then you make your first special summon, and then you make your second special summon based on another card in your hand. So you basically get two special summons on beasts this turn. Um, that does limit you to playing a few cards, so you're pretty much constrained to Abled Unicorn, Number 64, or Melfi Mommy in this deck. So sometimes that's all you need. I'll explain the cards later. So yeah, Obedient Schooled, main card, really the only core card of this deck. Oh, that's hard, that's a stretch. Level 2 Beast, this is where it's fun, you get to mix and match. There's really only a few core cards, a lot of recommended plays. You could pretty much look through your card collection for any um, level 2 Beasts going on. If you just search that filter, which has been made a little handy thanks to um, the way the UI has been built. You could run like Ryko Lightsworn, Ryko Twilight Sworn, you could run Hain Hain. Um, different cards do different things. So, uh, wherever you feel like you can get an advantage, you can play those cards. Um, you know, you could really totally mix and match here. You could really play Ojamas if you... Well, Ojamas don't work because they're normal. But what I've done is to play the Fabled, you need Fabled Sir Burl. So this is two copies of Fabled Sir Burl. Um, the discard ability isn't really useful at all. It's just to play Fabled Unicorn. Three copies of Baby Raccoon Tantan. This is a floater, flip summon... When it gets flipped over, you special summon a level 2 beast. So, um, you know, it helps stall a little bit. helps protect you a little bit. Yeah. Three copies of Melfi Pony. This is a card, um, like an end turn spam. So, you end your turn, you could play it. helps defend you. Um, when your opponent normal, this is like a Melfi effect. When your opponent normal, special summons a monster. Um, you can return it to the hand and tutor another card from your graveyard to your hand. So there's definitely some card advantage to this card. Helps spam onto the board, gets bodies onto the board. Pretty good card. Alantosa, Mystical Beast of the Forest. You know, this is just one I picked up. Um, it's always been a free trader card. When special summoned by the effect of a beast, target one card, destroy it. So Baby Raccoon Tantan, you could just. Special summon the uh, Kalantosa. You pop something on the board. That's pretty cool. Mogmol. This is a... Um, when this is destroyed and sent to the graveyard, special summon. So it's basically has two lives. Uh, granted, it doesn't get hit by Karma Cut. Or Harpy... Um, Cyber Harpy Lady. Uh, this card... It just sticks... It's a little sticky card. Melfi Fenny. Another Melfi card. Um, you could return it to the hand, special summon a beast, and has the end turn spam as well. And last monster, Valerifon, Mystical Beast of the Forest. The other tuner in this deck, so there's the Fabled Serburl, and then this card. Um, this card lets you discard a card, target a level 2 monster, special summon it from the graveyard. So this is like a, a shuttle card. Um, and again, another tuner for your synchro plays. Now, the extra deck. The deck is fabled because it revolves 
you know, all your games won by the Fabled Unicorn. Level 4, Light Beast, Synchro, Fabled Tuner, and a Non-Tuner. So this is why you need to run um, Fabled Sir Burl. Um, this card has 2300 attack, 1000 defense. While your opponent, you and your opponent have the same number of cards in hand, negate all spells, traps, and effect monsters if activated by your opponent. Destroy that spell, trap, or monster. This is the only reason you scoop, scoop games up. You try to get the same number of cards in hand. So, and then you just destroy everything. This card just, this card shoves. Like you just. I only have one copy of this card, but you really need two of this to be good to, to win more games consistently because they find a way to destroy this guy, and then you're kind of screwed. So you really... The whole deck revolves around the Fabled Unicorn, um, and you just pretty much just destroy everything. They don't know what this card does. They do things. They get destroyed. Back row destroyed. Like, it's kind of like Doom Caliber Knight on steroids, so... Yeah, the whole deck revolves around this card. Now, an, an equally important card is number 64, Ronin Raccoon Sandayu. This is a rank 2 XZ's 2 level 2 beast, so it works with any of your um, beast monsters. Once per turn, detach an XZ's material. Special summon a Kagamusha Raccoon token, which has um, the, high, the, the attack equal to the highest monster on the field. So... It could be your opponent, it could be your fabled unicorn, it doesn't matter. Uh, while you control another beast monster, this card cannot be destroyed by battle or card effects. So this Ronin Raccoon is pretty sticky. But the Kagamusha matches the highest attack monster. So that's why you run tie, of the, tie that binds. So you pretty much beat your, beat your opponent's highest monster with the Kagamusha. And the Ronin Raccoon itself... In, you know, you can attack with it. It's going to hit for 1300 with a full board. With tie that binds. Otherwise, 1000 is respectable as well. Sticky card. Stays on the board, so they have, pretty much have to destroy the Kagumusha or your Fable Unicorn. Hopefully, the Fable Unicorn locks down the board so your opponent can't activate effects. And with the Fable Unicorn, they have to play around, like, let's say Karma Cut. They have to toss a card, then that they match the cards in your hand, and then it doesn't work, so... It's a little tricky when you have Fabled Unicorn and the Ronin Raccoon on the board at the same time with a big uh, beater token. Other XZ's cards, Melfi Mommy is a rank 2. Um, much more to say about Melfi Mommy. It's just a filler. You try to add um, XZ's pieces to this card. So when you have 3 or more, it can't be destroyed by battle. When you have 4 or more, no damage, and then with five, it's a piercing. So, piercing in that you kind of inflict the attack monsters. Like the edge hammer we just saw. Now, I also have included number 45 Crumble Logos. This is, you know, uh, one of the better rank 2 XE's cards, zombie cards that doesn't work with the being schooled, but you detach an XE's. Target a face of card on the field, it's negated. So you can negate like a Necro Valley or anything face of like a Phoenix Chain, Monster Effects. Pretty useful card. Filling out the extra deck, we have Old Entity Shafuga. This is one of the newer cards. Um, basically, when you Synchro Summon it, return all rank 4 XZ's monsters to deck. So this is pretty much a tech card for those situations. 
and of course old entity Haster, old friend, um, when sent from the monster into the graveyard, stick it to an opponent's monster. When that gets removed, you take control of the monster. It's a really cool effect. Unfortunately, none of these cards have any synergy with it, but you know, your opponent could try to like uh, Cosmic Cyclone or Amnesty this off, and then you steal their monster. So there's a lot of cool things you can do. So, you know, the whole goal of this deck is to get Fabled Unicorn on the board and get the Ronin Raccoon, and you're pretty much done. And try to play around with the number of cards in hand so you guys match the same number of cards. And you pretty much win the game. That's just the nature of the deck, or this really fun deck. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. You know, there's different, way, different ways to build this based on what beasts you have, what extra deck cards you have. So, yeah, let me know. Pretty fun deck. Alright, so that's it. Upcoming news. Uh, KCGT preliminary tournament wraps up pretty soon. On June 14th. That is... Monday. Mid-June, dual quest number 44, Sky Pegasus. This is not a new card. Mid-June, number hunter, Kaitenjo, new skill called Ready to Get Defeated. Late-June, dual mission research, new SR card, Big Belly Knight. Late June, Clear Mind, Antonomy, new skill, Have the Synchro. That sounds interesting. Late June, Raid Duel, Giant Grinder, Obtain Quattro. So that is it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, allowing me to take a week off. Uh, I really appreciate the support on this podcast all these years. And I may have some news um, on the way about uh, how how to obtain this podcast. So working on something with partners and um we'll see where that where that chapter goes if it comes to fruition but for now um you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere your podcast just search the dual assessment dual links podcast you'll find it check out more at the website the dual assessment.wordpress.com email me if anything at the dual assessment at gmail.com or you could tweet me at dual underscore assessment or my own account green rangers ccg right that is it Enjoy the rest of the KCGT if you can. Talk to you next week.